You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons & Dragons. And we're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. Okay, so, yeah. Travis, what are we talking about today? Well, um, <laughs> see, here's the thing. It's an Ixachisidl. That- no, I think it's... Uh, Gesundheit. No, I think it's pronounced Ixachisidl. Executive. Executive. <laughs> it is an executive, yes. Correct. <laughs> We're talking about executives today. Welcome to our business podcast. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, I quit. I hate it. I also hate it. Let's Oh, not. okay. An so, ex- ex- an egg dark. Final Fantasy XIV spoilers. Um, I don't even know what I spoiled. Me neither. No, you, 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 you didn't. Hey, y'all. Listeners, if you know, you know, and you're also probably crying with me. Um, so this is your weekly reminder that we're really bad at pronouncing things. We yes. are three white people. It no, okay. Here, let me. If you Not have even. a Native American, like Indigenous American word, there's a fucking eighty percent chance I can pronounce that bitch. Almost anything else. We're just completely. We're just three. Dumb Americans, dumb white Americans. Yeah, thankfully are not. I don't know. Like, and I'm not. I can't roll my R's. I can't make the double L. Thank you. I can also not roll my R's. Fucking show off. I can't you make fucking bang. It's the only thing I can do. I can't make the double L like Welsh sound. I, I am not very lingually dexterous, so, like, yeah. I know we joke about it a lot, but this is your weekly reminder that we're really bad at pronouncing things. So, uh... Ixit chat... Fuck. Yeah. So, first of all, uh, this episode was requested by Tyler Gordon, so thank you, Tyler, for giving me the torture of having to pronounce this thing. Unless you only suggested it, <clears throat> so that way you could hear us try to struggle to say this, in which case that's not very nice. That's valid, though. That's, that's valid, It is also though. valid. Um, looking into it, it, it did actually turn out to be kind of interesting, so yeah, I definitely went with it. I do remember a couple things about these guys, because I saw things about them in the Abeleth, Abel- or the Sa- the Sahawagan, actually, I think. Sahawagan. It was the Sahawagan. They do have a tie to the Sahawagan. Yeah. So there is a pronunciation <laughs> that I put next to this, <laughs> and we are talking about the Ixit Zatchittle. Exit that chittle. Yes. I mean, and you can say it when you like pause and sound it out. Yeah. And like, exit the chittle. But you can't just say, like, oh, yeah, that exits the. Yeah, it's over there. That existential crisis. crisis that I'm having trying to pronounce. Thankfully, this. they're also known as the Demon Ray, which is what I will be referring to them from now on because that name is just way too ridiculous for me to pronounce. I am not going to refer to them henceforth as Demon Ray because I'm not a fucking coward. So. I am. so the uh demon rays are aquatic creatures that kind of resemble manta rays more or less okay uh they kind of have the same do you have a um a power over them as well i might 
I I would have to meet one to find out, but I might. They hmm. kind of have the like same sort of color tone, like a plain brown or black, like topside. Their underside is usually like a lighter color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of like real manta rays. Yeah, they look pretty much like manta rays, except they're evil. Oh, yeah, because yeah. real manta rays are good aligned. <clears throat> yeah, as we all know. As yes, we all know. As we all know. Um, they uh, live in the oceans in uh, Toril, or I guess of Toril, technically. Mm-hmm. And they are often known to be the evil servants of Demogorgon. Oh, that guy. That guy. Which I just have the side note here and just kind of laugh at because this was not planned at all. But we literally just got done playing our campaign with uh, one of our, or a few of our work friends, where we had to escape a fucking Demogorgon cult. Cult, basically. Base. Yeah. Y'all's work friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. They- <laughs> Lewin still does not work with us. <laughs> and I was I was only brought in because they were dying and they needed somebody strong. That's not true. That's they needed, not true. They needed somebody strong with a full HP. We wanted HP. you to play too. They wanted somebody they needed somebody strong with a full HP pool to come in and help them out. So I mean we did need some help. That's not Wait, that that's not that part's not, not Yeah, wrong. so afterwards the DM was like, Alright, that was cool, never contact me again, and then he blocked me. <laughs> Yes. Hi, yes. CJ. Hi, CJ. I was going to say, you know that he listens to this, and he's going to hear that. Hi, CJ. I'm sorry for slandering you. Yeah. So uh, I just kind of found that funny that this happened to coincide with Demogorgon. It's funny how those things happen. Sometimes. Yeah, how sometimes you run into Demogorgon. It's funny how, s- <laughs> how sometimes you run into the Prince of Demons, yes. Yes, naturally. So, um... <clears throat> and other than the Sofwagen episode, I actually never really heard about these things. So the fact that they've been in D&D for pretty much the entirety of its life, it kind of surprised me. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Because so, I, I didn't know anything about them besides just they don't get on with the Sofwagen and they're... Uh, that it makes them on par with everyone, with I pretty think? much everybody else except for like some varieties of sharks. But it's like, oh, they're... Demon manta rays that don't get on with the Sahuagin. Next, yeah, it, it's weird. Oh, next onto the next race of of sentient beings that don't get along with the Sahuagin. I would also like to point out that in the early editions, it does actually say that demon ray is kind of a misnomer. They're not demons. I think the first time they're actually referred to being something other than an aquatic creature is in third edition, where they are considered aberrations. Huh. Oh, okay. So, so not they're technically demons, they just serve the Prince of Demons. Yeah. Gotcha. They just kind of got the misnomer of Demon Ray. Yeah, I because mean, people found it too hard to pronounce their names, so they were like, all right, yes. we gotta we gotta we gotta get an American name for all these dumb oh Americans. Because they can't pronounce our actual names. Okay, uh, and but you know, also to be fair, um what what is that thing that they tell you that's really mean when you're in high school? Oh, guilty by association. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. (laughs) That too. So, uh, starting from the Monster Manual from 1st edition, it says that they can appear in numbers between 10 to 100. That's not... That's not a big range at all that... (laughs) Yeah, that's not helpful, admittedly. All right, cool. Um, Their AC is zero, or not zero, six. I was going to say... Very different yeah. numbers. Um, I was thinking of the fact that I should remind, just in case anyone forgot, that this is the Thacko system. So six is not a good AC. Six is a horrible AC. 
So it they have no armor at all. It's like, more akin to if they had a zero presently. Pretty much. Pr- right, yeah. Very close to. And their hit die is literally just one plus one. Wait, what is that again, Travis? Want to do a little math for us? Uh, fish. Okay, gotcha. Thank you. You did great. Good, Thanks. Great job. 100% score. You get a little sticker on your math test. Hell yeah. I never got those on my math test. No. <laughs> I got them on my spelling test. <laughs> okay, well, spell exits the chittle for me. Oh, I did it! You did you it! You did it! I did it! I did it! You did it! Surprising. Yes, that is actually probably <laughs> Ouch. Okay. a uh, good thing to point out. The reason we have so many issues pronouncing it is because it is spelled e- or blah. I X I T X A C H I T L. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, their alignment is chaotic evil and literally stays that way forever. Yeah, they are always chaotic evil. Yeah, I mean, given that they're fans of Demogorgon, that makes sense. Yeah. That tracks. Um, they are actually like high intelligence, average to high. They are very intelligent creatures. Turns yeah. out. I mean, probably in comparison to a lot of other D&DC life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I well, guess, well, there, like, there's more intelligent things in the ocean and Dungeons and Dragons than there are. Well, maybe we do have intelligent things in the oceans. In that's horrifying. We just don't know about it. Yeah. That is horrifying. But you, you know what, right. you know what I mean, though? Like, more than just what, right. what you might look at and say, oh, that's an animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So this is the uh, more fascinating part, is they are actually clerical in nature. Mm-hmm. These manta rays... I did know that. ...are clerics. Manta clerics. Manta clerics. Cleric rays. And obviously, <laughs> this does give them the ability to cast clerical spells. Is <laughs> They're clerics of Demogorgon. Right. Yeah, no, so, I had a feeling that was coming. Is... Is, uh... Ray of Frost. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. See, I didn't want to say it, but I started laughing. So then you had to? And then I had to, because, I mean, I'm sure I, I'm sure everyone already does this, but someone would just be listening and be like, why the fuck is Loon laughing in the background like an idiot? That's why. <laughs> oh. So, um, despite the fact that... You know, they are pretty weak, which is probably a good thing considering that they can appear in such large numbers. And also they're very intelligent and have cleric powers. That too. Um, there is a bit of math that's involved in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, luckily for you, you're really good at math. So get yes. ready to get another sticker. <laughs> get dunked on. Damn. So for every 10 that are encountered, there will be one of which is the equivalent of a second level human cleric. Okay. With regard to spell use. Their hit die is also a Increase. little bit higher, yeah. not by much, and I it's don't the, even remember the specifics on it. Right. It's probably like, I don't know, two plus one or something. Probably. And then for every 20, there will be an equivalent of a third level cleric. For every 50, there will be that one that is fifth level and if there are more than 50, there will be a leader that is an 8th level clerical spell and quadruple the normal hit dice. I can't believe he's a whole spell. He's a full spell. Um, on top of that, there will be two guards of 6th level, which also have triple the normal so, hit dice. So, over 50, let's say, an encounter group of, mm, let's say, 69. <laughs> um, there's the 8th level cleric leader type. Two sixth level guards, 
And at that point, there would be uh, at one fifth level, three third level, and 6.9 second level. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Exactly that. My brain just broke. Same. Um, they are also vampiric. Yep, they sure are! <laughs> Turns out... <laughs> what? Yeah! So for, I want to say I mentioned that in the Sahuaga. I think episode. I think you did. I mean, I'm not trying to like steal your thunder no, here. I'm but I'm pretty sure you did. No, and it I mean, still caught me off yeah. guard when I read it because I was like, "Wait, they're fucking vampiric." Oh, yeah. So for every twenty that are encountered, there's a fifty percent chance that at least one of them will be a vampiric type. So in that sample encounter group of sixty-nine, there are like thirty-four point five that are vampires. Yes. <laughs> I though, don't like that. Though they are not actually vampires. Oh, they're not? They're just vampiric? They're not considered vampires. They are just vampiric. Yeah, okay. Their type doesn't change. Just they share pretty much like one to two abilities with vampires, depending on what edition you're in. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So um, the vampiric ones, at least in first edition, are similar in the fact that they regenerate three HP per round. And they can drain an energy level each time they strike an opponent. Okay, so... And they have double the normal hit dice. Yeah, okay. But, okay. yeah. So nothing... Exciting. Nothing terribly, like... Insane. Insane, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Exciting, I would say, probably. Man, imagine being a vampire manta ray that can't cross moving water. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And that is one of the reasons it actually specified that they are not considered vampires. to be vampires. Oh, uh, can they, you imagine? Because they, uh, <laughs> they would die immediately. Okay, combining our last two episodes together, one of these uh, demon rays who's like, I want to be a vampire. And the genie's like, you got it. <laughs> and the monkey's paw curls further in. Yep. And suddenly you're a... And suddenly you're completely immobilized and you basically just die. Die. You just suffocate. Yep. Isn't that what happens if you don't use your sweat? I don't know. Um, that is at least what happens to some. Isn't um, that what happens to sharks? Or that something? is what happens to sharks. If they're not moving, they suffocate? Yes. Nah. I thought yeah. it was only if they got turned upside down. No, it's turtles. Oh. Well, very. Well, I'm remembering sad. a sad amount of things that can happen to animals. Right? Yeah. Hmm. So. Uh, back to vampire manta rays. Back to vampire manta rays. And just the demon rays in general. Their layers are typically made in coral reefs and are usually hidden by a secret entrance and that makes them like very difficult to find. Their layers are also kind of made in like a maze <laughs> sort of way. I, I love it. So mm -hmm. if you do find the entrance, you uh, will probably get lost in it. Naturally. Yeah, and you know, I will say, I feel like of the people at this, of this, at this table... I'm mm -hmm. certainly not the most terrified of the ocean. <laughs> no, that of would the be people me. here. Yeah, but the idea of getting lost and stuck yeah. in an underwater cave <sighs> is absolutely terrifying. Yes, yes, yes. It oh, is. it is horrifying. So, so then you have like underwater cave with vampire manta rays in it, and it's just like. A whole new level of awful. A yes. whole new level. Hi, of welcome awful. to our Subnautica Let's Play. Uh, oh my god! That particular uh, part will get even worse later on. Oh yay! I love it when it gets worse. Yeah. Mm. So uh, the 
Demon Rays also have an ecology article. Yay! Which, you know, always love ecology articles. Oh, yeah. So uh, this was from Dragon Magazine number 85 from 1984. And uh, it this one is one of the ones that is written as basically like an excerpt from a... Uh, Expedition? No, from a... Like a, like a high wizard's journal, basically. Okay, so like a study? Yeah, Wait, there we go. so like a high-ranking wizard or a wizard that's, you know, been it smoking? could have been both. <laughs> it really could have been both. You're just never quite sure when it comes to wizards. Your experience yeah. professors tells me yes. <laughs> just yes. So, uh, as was mentioned, uh, they do worship the Prince of Demons, good old Demogorgon. Yeah, that mm-hmm. bastard. And uh, through him, that is how they gain their clerical spells. Uh, some of them actually have the ability equal to what is a patriarch. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that means because this was still in like first, second oh, edition. Oh, like, um, that was levels. that was that was basically uh, an expression of a clerical level. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So some of them that's are basically patriarchs. yeah. That's basically just a really high <laughs> cleric. <laughs> No, yeah. That's a cleric that's been that's a that's a cleric whose god is cool and lets them imbibe. Yeah. So they are rarely seen by humans or humanoids, mostly because we tend to stay out of the, the water ocean as much. Well, some of us. Some yeah. of us. They are pretty numerous as far as their race goes, and they do rule like very large areas yeah. well, in you like said, the coastal waters. Well, you said they can appear in encounter groups <clears throat> of like 10 to 100, so that's yeah. pretty... That implies that they're they really have numerous. numbers. They're massive. Yeah. Um, they rely on their aggressive nature and their magical, lovely clerical powers to build basically an undersea empire. Sick. So you have these fucking demon ray cleric vampires that build empires. I mean, that kind of makes sense as to, like, that would that would put them particularly in conflict with the Sahuagin a lot, because the Sahuagin have a pretty similar spec as far as that goes. Being very yeah. imperial. Yeah, being very, like, you know, maintaining kingdoms and shit like that. Yep. Under the sea. <clears throat> Shocking to probably no one, they are carnivorous. Wild. And Yeah, we'll- wouldn't, wouldn't have believed that. <laughs> right. They will pretty much prey on, like, any marine life that they can kill so which probably a lot of things it's a lot of things Um, (laughs) probably this is sometimes extended to where they will gather in like giant hunting parties or packs to uh take down giant octopi whales and it said on at least one documented occasion a dragon turtle oh shit oh oh man and that's that is because i mean i hate to be reductive but like just like Animals? That's kind of one thing, especially when you're going up against a whole group of of intelligent creatures that have magical powers. But, like, a dragon turtle is nothing to sneeze at. Quite a fucking feat. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And they don't just, like, hunt in their, like, general vicinity of their lairs either. They will stray far from it if they need to to go hunt, mm-hmm. which often leads them to battling against the Sahuagin, yep. yeah. the Lokatha, and it said especially Tritons and Mermen. Yeah, that makes sense. because They really don't have allies. No. Well, because they're kind of dicks. Well, yeah, and they're, they're very, like, yes. dialectically opposed to Tritons and Mermen, because Tritons and Mermen also really, really did not like Sahuagin, because Sahuagin are also evil and Dicks. Yeah. So. 
And it don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. It actually said that the uh, Tritons and Mermen are the reason why the demon rays have not, like, mastered the entire ocean. And that's just because of the fact that they have, like, the superior organization and tactics yeah, that against makes the demon rays. So they're able to, at the very least, keep them from taking over everything. Keep right. them at bay. Yeah. Hit, hit, if you will. Oh, my God. <sighs> Get out. That, that took me too long to even realize. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, despite that fact, though, there are some areas of the world where the demon rays have all but eradicated, like, the aquatic elves rip. in that area. Rip. I don't know why Very it specifically rip. mentioned aquatic elves. I don't know if that's just, like, something they decided that's what they dominated, or... I mean, don't ask me. I don't know anything yeah. about elves, so... No, what's an elf? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there is the, well, I actually don't know how many people know this, but there is like this lovely, uh, issue. Issue? Mm-hmm. I suppose, uh, I have issues pronouncing the word enmity. Enmity? Enmity, yeah. Uh, between Orcus and Demogorgon. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes. That, yeah. That old chestnut. That old. <laughs> that old chestnut. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> It's a phrase. So People use it. This means that any of the intelligent marine undead that are around will not aid and will sometimes actively oppose the demon rays just because of the fact that one is Orcus and one is Demogorgon. Yeah. Yeah. And then the demon rays will devour such prey whenever they can. Yeah. And yeah. this also means that the undead will largely just avoid them, but there are times that they will just actively oppose them if they can. Right. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot to to get the guy that you hate, uh, but like... But also... If, like, if you can shove him down a flight of stairs, you're gonna. Yeah. Right. Man, <laughs> we're gonna... He fucking sucks. We're gonna have to do an Orcus episode one of these guys. We are. We are. Because he fucking sucks. I, <sighs> you love him. Say it. It's okay. No, I don't think I do, actually. You love how much you hate him? I just love how just ubiquitous his presence is in so many of these episodes and how it feels like he always has a fucking problem with someone else or or it's never his fault or no never or you know like he's got he's got problems with demogorgon he's got problems with kelimvor um who the fuck do you like that's on your team man probably no one no one probably yeah anyway you know fucking orcus you're not wrong now, the uh, demon rays are made a bit more frightening in the fact that while they do have the clerical powers, some of them have uh, especially powerful abilities that they can actually raise additional recruits using the animate dead spell. That feels more like Orcus's realm. Yeah. Yeah, so, see, here's the thing. Is because of Orcus and because of like the influence Orcus has against all the other undead, they are pretty much like completely unable to magically control or influence any of the living undead, I guess. The not the undead that they did not raise. Okay. Gotcha. Let me specify that. So they can't like control or do anything to them as far as like their undead abilities. But the demon rays will often use the powers of the animate dead spell to raise their fallen allies. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. That that tracks. And while this does basically turn them into zombies and they can't like act on their own will, they 
pretty much only do this just to increase their attack forces. Yeah, right. just like warm, if you will, quote unquote, warm, <laughs> lukewarm bodies, if you will, bodies. You know, because yeah. sometimes that's what you need. So some of them lukewarm bodies. <laughs> Oh, just oh meat boy. sacks to take some more hits for you. <laughs> kind of like what my what my character was brought in for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, he's not he's not lukewarm, he's a hot boy. True. Anyway. So uh in battle they prefer because of their numbers to take the uh confusing approach. Yeah, of course. Whereas like they will literally just confuse the enemy because they will rapidly swoop in at their opponents from multiple sides. Right. So you can't really like Yeah. You you get, get confused. A bearing on who's attacking when or from where. Sometimes they also like come up and introduce themselves and then while their enemies are trying to struggle how to like say their name, <laughs> they attack them. It's that's really also really it's really confusing. Um, they are often led by a vampire variety uh, using this particular maneuver, mm-hmm. which the vampire varieties serve as both envied and powerful war leaders to yeah, which tracks. their whole colony. Yeah, which tracks because the vampire varieties are like inherently stronger. Yeah, right. that tracks. Um, the vampires are also incredibly influential. In their society as well. So not just from like a like a leader of a hunting party or whatever, but they might be kind of like the de, de facto noble. Yeah, like a yeah. kind of like a leader in their community. Yeah, they can become their, leaders. What, whatever chaotic evil community they have. You know what I mean? Do, do chaotic evil ha- have community? Uh, I mean, I mean, yes, yes. It's just whether or not how organized uh, it is how, or yeah, or whatever, how cooperative it is. Their laws aren't like you know. Their laws really aren't bears. laws. Yeah. <laughs> their, their laws are suggestions. If that. So the social leaders, which are the like most powerful, uh, bleh, the most powerfully endowed. Endowed? Yep. That is the phrasing they used. And I was like, I have to use this. Why? Right. I'm glad that we know that these rays are endowed. Yep. Powerfully endowed. <laughs> I hate it. I, I mean, listen, I know what that's like, so I get it. Hmm. Hmm. So anyway, these uh, social leaders usually prefer to hang back in battle until, like, the single most powerful opponents are identified, and that's when they start attacking them with spells. Ah, so they're little bitches. Yeah, they, yeah. they're... Well, I was going to say, like... Well, when you said they hang back, I was going to say they're pussies, but they're actually just, like, glory stealers. <laughs> they're snipers. <laughs> they're snipers. <laughs> they're kill stealers. <laughs> Damn it. Jesus. Um, they do have another tactic of hunting if they're on their own, which is they will sometimes <gasps> burrow into like, oh, shit. the bottom sand. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep, leaves only their eyes uncovered, and they will do this to escape dangerous foes, but it's more often used to ambush. Be cute. And be super cute. Sure. To be super cute and ambush prey. I love it when you're super cute and ambush prey. <laughs> that was the same me Cats. watching Hades and Lilith play with those little mouse toys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So kind of similar to sharks, they can sense vibrations in the water from like a great distance away because they have all these like receptors on their backs and their tails. So like... Kind of the same as like splashing around or kind of an like explosion like far off. They can tell 
Right. Mm-hmm. Even if they're like oh, really kind far of away. kind of like the inverse of what ichthyodrakes do, where they produce those vibrations to draw predators like sharks and shit to them. Yeah, yes. it's sort of like that. So that that would be something that the manta ray, the manta ray, the manta ray, just regular, yeah, surprise. just a regular ass manta, just ray. regular ass manta rays. The demon rays would probably go and inspect. All right, demon rays versus ichthyodrake fight. <laughs> Uh, they also have their own language Ooh. that they can speak in. And this is where it gets kind of weird because it also said that they sometimes will speak to Sahuagin that have learned like just enough of their language to communicate with them. But they but they also attack them. So what's the truth? I mean, yeah, maybe there are some bands of the Sahuagin that are just like, hey, we don't want to kill you. Just. They alone. just want to collaborate together on fucking up the, the sea elves. Yeah. Because yeah. they both hate the sea elves and have their issues with them. So, I mean, it tracks. Like, so the Sahuagin are pretty much, I would imagine, more than intelligent enough to learn, like, another language like that. But they hate each other. So maybe mm-hmm. they just, maybe they just, <laughs> when they say can communicate with Sahuagin who have learned just enough, they just learn all the cuss words. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so they can they can insult them while they're trying to murder them. Yes. Um, there are also cases where some of them are powerful enough to use the spells that allow them to magically communicate with other creatures as well. So some of them might be able to actually just communicate with anyone as long as they have the spell available. Okay, cool. So, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have a second form of language that they use just amongst themselves... Well, I guess mostly amongst themselves. And again, it says some of the Sahuagin. And this language is best described as touch telepathy. Ooh. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm intrigued. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a form of, like, limited mental exchange, basically, that is possible only between creatures that the demon rays are actually touching using their tails. Or usually their tails. Right, right. Because I guess the receptors on their tails are a lot more powerful, so it's easier to communicate that way. And it's communication, not like full sentences, but they can be like short sentences. They can be conveying like specific emotions, maybe receiving specific commands. Mm -hmm. Because the weirdest thing that I can just, I picture it every time I read it, is there are apparently groups of the demon rays that will sometimes travel in stacks. No. What? No. Where they are actually touching belly to back, and their fins will be beating in unison. It's pancakes! It's a stack of pancakes! Sea pancakes! Stack of sea pancakes! Now we have a stack of sea pancakes. Oh man, let me go to let me go to Ocean IHOP and get me some of those sea pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Fuck. Right. And, like, some people believed at first that this was, like, a mating thing, but (laughs) it's not. This is actually just a form of their mental communication. It's how these big groups can constantly communicate with each other. Hey, I mean, I don't know. Mating is a form of communication, if you know what I mean. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, por qué no los dos, right? (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. I mean, to be fair, I don't think that's how manta rays actually fuck. I think they're... Both bottom side down, but whatever. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the demon rays appear externally identical 
Oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're yeah. here now. We're here so, now. So, um, to other creatures, all of the demon rays look the same. Right. But the demon rays themselves are actually able to distinguish the different sexes and individuals, even from like a large distance. Right. That <clears throat> tracks. They are them. They, they are yeah, them. they are indeed them. And uh, each creature mates once a year. And uh, this is at varying times. Oh, so they don't have like a breeding season. Yeah, and it mostly stated because under the ocean there are no seasons like we have on top. Uh, You can't see, but I'm rolling my eyes out of my head. Yeah, I know. But it's D&D. Just remember that. (laughs) All right. So the mating process is initiated by... The females, okay, which they choose, and it's stated sometimes aggressively, (laughs) a male partner. Huh. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) With us Um, so far. Some of the sages apparently argue that they do this deliberately in an attempt to improve the race. So, like, the stronger females will choose the stronger males to make stronger offspring. I right. mean, that track, <laughs> that does track. It would make sense, but it was never, I guess, technically proven that that's why they do it. But, right. and it doesn't actually explain the exact mating process either. Damn it! So, I don't know how mana rays mate, but however they do it is probably roughly the same as demon rays. That's what I'm going to go with. <clears throat> that, that that also makes sense. I mean, yeah, that I feel like that tracks. Yeah. Lewin, how do mana rays fuck? Um, one sec. I'm waiting for the page to load. <laughs> oh, well, there's biting. Oh, no, manta rays have claspers, too. Oh, I thought they did. I thought they might, because they're also cartilaginous fish. But they have claspers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's how. Yeah. They just kind of... They grab. They just kind of... And just... Kind of so hold on. My Slip next in question is: What kind of young do they birth? Is it one? Is it multiple? Do they lay eggs? Apparently, according to this, it is one per breeding season. Is it? And it says a because it should be live young, if I am understanding. I believe it is. Yes. They do. Okay. I believe they are viviparous. There are an upsetting amount of fish that are because, like. Growing up, you're like, fish lay eggs. And then it's like, except for this list of fish right okay, here. Okay, this word says ovoviviparity. And I don't know what that means. That sounds like it says both. Hmm. Hmm. We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. Apparently, they do give birth to live young, according to this article entitled A Peek Inside the Manta Ray Womb. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, then. Well, thank you for the peek in. Inside the manta ray wound. Yeah. All right, gotcha. So, uh, and I'll get to kind of their life cycle and everything at the end of this, because it had side notes for specifics on it. Mm -hmm. But uh, some of the demon rays will continue to grow in power even after they reach adulthood. Uh And these are the ones that usually become like the leaders and the decision makers. Right. But this is only if they are accepted by their fellows... And this is where it gets a little bit brutal. Yeah, you made a face, and I had a feeling I didn't oh like it, but... So, if uh, potential leaders are deemed unsatisfactory, oh and no. this is by whatever standards the oh demon no. rays have or use, 
they are set upon by the group and slain before they have any chance to force themselves into positions of influence and power. Okay, the, they they probably eat each other, don't they? They probably eat each other. I'm sure they eat each other, yeah. Oh, it didn't say specifically? It didn't specifically say, but I just kind of assumed. That. Oh, okay. So cannibalism implied, but not confirmed. Correct. In my, in my onion. <laughs> cannibalism <clears throat> implied. <laughs> Content warning, cannibalism implied. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah! And uh, this process is actually credited Process? Yes, their, uh, you know, potential leader process. Choosing process. (laughs) Process? You know? That was a word choice. Imagine if... (laughs) Never mind, I can't can't relate this to human behavior. Carry on. Imagine if you... Imagine if you had a a potential leader or even a leader and you all got together and he might have been your best friend. I don't know. And you're like, you know what? This guy sucks. Let's all gang up on him in the Senate and stab him to death. Oh, wait. (laughs) At two, Brute. Um, but yes, this reason is credited as to being one of the reasons why they're also not able to like rise to a position of absolute domination because they're they kind keep of killing each other. Yeah, they're just like calling their pack almost every time if one is deemed unworthy for whatever fucking reason. But it also says this process also helps to ensure unity of purpose that binds the member of a colony together. Unity of purpose, my ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're all unified and... And hating Brad. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> fuck you, Julius. <laughs> hmm. So the vampire demon rays are the most feared by other creatures. And this is due to the fact that, you know, they bite you and they take your life force. What? Yeah, that's no. not... I would be a bit frightened of that, too. Just a wee bit. And then it says that it is uh, very rare that one of the vampire types becomes like a leader or lieutenants of a colony. So they can be like war generals, I guess, would be the best way. But they rarely become lieutenants or higher ups. That's interesting. But when this does happen, they are said to be the most dangerous undersea denizens of their size. Because now they have this absolute control over this colony. And they're also scary vampires. And they're also scary vampire things. Yep. Yep. Uh, The demon rays in general are just fiercely independent and cannot really be subdued. They will either fight to the death or you have to stun them or immobilize them in order to get them to leave you alone, basically. So it's all or nothing. Huh. And they are fearless, but they are not reckless or imprudent. So they don't fear anything, but they're at least, like, kind of smart about it. Yeah, they're not just, like, indiscriminately, like, we're gonna go and just slaughter everything. Yep. Uh, They're prone to collect treasures of all sorts. Same. Um, Part of this is in hopes that they can use the treasures to bargain with, but the other part is in hopes to find magic items. Same. Yes. They can use magic items. Nice. Mm. Turns out. Uh, some of them have been seen wearing rings on their tails. Some of them Gosh. wielding rods, stabs, or anything of that sort clenched in their jaws. Pretty much anything that does not require hands, they can use. Okay. 
And if they happen upon a magic item that they cannot use, they will usually still take it and hide it away so that other creatures can't get to it. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. They do have some instances of cooperating with other aquatic creatures for a mutual gain. And they have been known to hire or train creatures such as sea lions to work for them. And apparently they are actually cousins to the shark. Yes. Which cut me off guard, I guess. Yeah, because manta rays are... But, yeah, I don't know that much about, like, actual manta rays, so I was like, that's kind of weird to me. Man, you lord over the manta rays and you don't know that much about them. I lord over the demon rays, excuse you. No, you lord over the You also lord over earth manta rays, rays, too. I have been to zoos with you. (laughs) You've seen it in action. I saw a gigantic sea flap flap jump out at you from the ocean. (laughs) And yet you don't know how they fuck or that they're related to sharks? Correct. Hey, I didn't ask for this. It just happened. Valid. Um, and this was just kind of cool that at the end of it, it mentions that uh, Razimuth of Boulder's Gate and Aluthim, Alathim, whatever. Sure. Of the Moonshade Isles continue research on the demon race. Hmm. So here are some of just the side notes that it had. Uh, when it comes to the magic items, they can use, like I said, any item that is not specifically like prohibited to needing hands. Right. And they can also use ones that are not prohibited to just clerics. Mm. Like, they can use any magic item as long as it can be worn or operated without hands. So really what you're saying is what's actually the only thing stopping them is not the Tritons or the merpeople or themselves, like, calling their own population. It's the fact that they don't have opposable thumbs. They can't catch these hands. (laughs) Correct. Um, they will generally find some that have been modified to be used by, like, mental commands rather than audible ones. Right. But if they find one that they can use that needs audible, they can usually just modify it to be used by mental commands. Right. Yeah. And they can probably find a discount code for that, too. Because, you know, everybody's got those. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid and, joke. And, like, I don't know if this is obvious or not. I felt it was. But they don't need, like, components to cast their spells. Fair, or I'm guess like some of yeah components. Yeah, yeah. They really just they don't need it, so they just think. And kind of like what Lewin said earlier, they don't have bones. They are just like connected pieces of cartilage. Yeah. So this is actually one reason why they can't be animated like a human skeleton. (gasps) Oh. So they become they become zombies instead of like an animated like undead skeleton, basically. So. Bones is where the line is drawn. Yes. I see. If you've never seen a dehydrated manta ray, oh my god, you need to look it up. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. I, I don't want to look at a dehydrated manta ray. I feel like it will make me sad. Oh no! Now the uh, zombie demon rays don't have access to their clerical powers anymore, and they can't employ magic items either. They're just zombies that pretty much do as they're told. Lukewarm bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And, like I said, they are not true vampires, because they're missing out on pretty much every other trait of a vampire, except for the fact that they can regenerate and sap the life force. Every other thing a vampire has, they do not. I mean, I guess it's convenient that sunlight and running water aren't an issue. I guess sunlight, even for them, probably wouldn't be the biggest deal, because they're so far... Well, well I guess they also uh, they don't necessarily live super far down in the ocean. No, but it, al- it also does say that they live in shallow huh. 
huh. waters too, so. Yeah. And this is what I thought was really cool. So in order to employ a touch spell, their normal bite attack has to succeed for the spell to take effect. But if the bite misses, the use of the spell is not actually consumed, but instead it is stored until a bite succeeds. Oh! So they can, like, if they miss you the first time, and then they, like, turn around and attack someone else their next round, and they hit, their spell will be used on that. They can't control when it's used, but they can control they when they it. want to cast it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, basically, they won't waste it. Yeah, their spells are always considered, like, ready or prepared. Oh. Right. So if they're using a touch spell and it misses, cool. And then they hit you again the next time, then the spell takes effect. So they never really, like, lose their spells unless they die. And as far as their life cycle goes, it's still very poorly understood, but summarized basically as six months after mating is when a female gives birth to a single young. Uh, when the young are born, they have full control over their, like, physical faculties. They don't have the ability to use their cleric spells yet. That comes... Later on, when they reach adulthood, which apparently takes one to three months after birth, huh. and the growth of the one to three months really just depends on like how much food is available to them. Right. Also, fun fact: uh, <clears throat> man, uh, manta ray babies are called pups. Yes, I know. yes, I did know that. Demon ray pups. Demon pups. Demon pups. No, that's something else. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, those are hellhounds. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, the puppies. So that's all from the ecology article. Um, I love ecology. I wanted articles. to take the ecology at the beginning because I just wanted to. Yeah, I love ecology articles. So now we kind of just jump through the normal hoops of following them through the different editions to see what has changed. But before that, let's take our break so I can get some water and not look at dehydrated manta rays again. Or um, or be dehydrated manta rays. Hydrate or dihydrate, guys. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the demon rays. Ex- uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Exhibs a chittle. Exhibs yeah, a chittle. Exactly. That exact a chittle. <laughs> uh, we're just going to do our quick little ad break and then we'll get back to these weird ass demon ray things that are not demons. Either way. They are rays, though. They are rays. Um, we do still have our affiliate partnership with Metallic Dice Games. They haven't dropped us yet. <laughs> They might eventually, if we keep having these fucked up episodes. <laughs> if we keep making jokes about them dropping us. But it's fine. <laughs> uh, but we do still have the affiliate uh, partnership going with them. So if you want dice or dice accessories, any new pretty sharp dice. Exclusive dice sets <clears throat> that you can only get from Metallic Dice Games. Exclusive dice. Dice um, that you know a demon ray can't use because they can't hold it. <laughs> Yes. They could probably kind of curl their little flat flap up and just kind of... Or just like pick it up with their mouth and just toss it. Oh, that's cute. But then it would just kind of float away in the... I don't... Depends on if it's a metal dice or not. Oh, yeah. Those would sink, right? They do have metal dice. Yeah. But uh, if you need any of those, go to MetallicDiceGames.com and on checkout, just use the code Dungeonpedia and you will just get 10% off your entire order. On the subject of supporting us and financially, that sort of thing. We do still have our Patreon if you'd like to support us more directly, and that's just Dungeonpedia. We have our our, um, no outlines on there. We have nothing else on there currently, though we do have some things in the works. If you have any advice for that, by the way, or suggestions. suggestions, yeah, we would appreciate them. And you can actually... 
go ahead and tweet those at us or send us a message on our Instagram at Dungeonpedia. And there we also post um, notifications when we go live. We, well, go live. When we're our not, episodes go live. We're not ever live. You don't want to hear us live. You don't. Because this is heavily edited as is. <laughs> we, we also post fun facts, p- pictures, nice pictures, all that shit. Yeah. If you want to send us a longer form message or just get in contact with us in a different avenue, we have our email at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can subscribe to us on whatever platform you listen to get notifications as soon as we post new episodes. And if those platforms allow you to leave a rating or review or both, we would really appreciate that. Yes, yes. actually, speaking of that, I got curious and went and checked us out on the Apple podcast site. Uh, we are at 4.9 stars with 12 ratings. So oh, wow. That's actually that's... Uh, really nice. We yeah. didn't have that many ratings before. Well, last time I checked, but so, yeah. uh, thank you all who have done that. And if you haven't yet, please. Wait, that's 4.9 out of 5 stars, right? Yes. Okay, good. Now out of 10, we <laughs> suck. 4.9 out of 10, we for, suck. For clarification, I did know that, but... <laughs> Uh, thank you, Alexander Nakarada, who is a five out of five stars in my heart for our theme song, Blacksmith. And uh, I think with that, let's get back to this honestly 10 out of five star topic. Demon flop flops. Demon sea pancake flop flops. Vampire flop flops. We're get to the aquatic IHOP. All right, so we're back at the Aquatic IHOP, the um, International ho- House of Ocean Pancake. I hoop. I hoop. <laughs> yes. Also, I looked up. I looked up dehydrated manta rays, and I'm here to tell you, don't do it. it, it <laughs> don't pro- do it if you haven't done it yet. Don't do it. It produced an emotion in me that I've never felt before, and I didn't like it. I told you, man, it's bad. It's not good. So, uh, going into the monster manual from Second Edition. Uh, their numbers uh, in their like appearing in the number of has been significantly reduced to just five to twelve. Sure. In encounters from ten to one hundred, and for whatever reason, they went from being clerics to priests. All right. I'm not quite sure the reason for this, but that's a thing that happened. It, it's I a mean, thing. to I be fair, I'm not a hundred percent on the differences between those two things in second edition, so... Yeah, I mean, same. We should probably cover that at some point. Yeah. But, um, so this is where it gets a little bit worse, because a community of these uh, demon rays usually have about 20 to 200 humanoid slaves. Oh, yay! Yay! Slavery, our favorite topic. Yeah. Um, Wait, okay. Uh, No, I'll I'll let you... I'll, I'll hold my questions. I'm sure that the question will be answered. I think I know what you're going to yeah. say. Um, the question will be answered. Answered? Answered. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, larger communities are sometimes built on the ocean floor rather than in a coral reef, mostly because a coral reef might not be able to house that large of a community. Fair. Uh, the vampire stipes. Stipes? Oh my god. The vampire stipends. <laughs> the vampire stipends. First, we had the legal vampire loopholes. And now, now we, we have, have vampire, vampire stipends. We did it. The vampire types are basically still the same, except for instead of like being leaders, they are now often just guards to their leaders. Oh, okay. So they're like 
bodyguards. Yeah, they kind of got demoted a little bit, but eh. Mm. They're still strong and horrifying. Um, but they also have a greater vampire variant now. Ooh! Which these are very rare. And the only way for a vampire to become a greater vampire is to be bitten by an existing greater vampire. Wait, so... I so don't know where the first one came from. Probably, I don't know, Demogorgon blessed one of them. Probably. Or something like that. Like a particularly brutal and terrible... Jacked. Yeah, <laughs> particularly jacked and also brutal and terrible uh, vampire variant. Yeah. That's probably what happened. These are the vampire types that act as the leaders and rulers to large cities. Okay. So you I have see. like the greater vampire and then their vampire bodyguards and then, and then other assorted demon raid nonsense. Maybe weaker vampire <clears throat> varieties or alternatively just regular ones. Right. Yeah. So uh, we go to the cloak and dagger, which was a uh, accessory written for the Forgotten Realms for second edition. And there was really only one interesting thing mentioned in here about these fucking weird ass demon rays. And that is the fact that there is a vampiric demon ray by the name of Vikanek. Vikanek. Vikanek is what I'm going with. Yep. Picnic basket. A picnic basket. Yes. Um, that acts as a member of a vampire court to Orlok the Second, who is the Night King of Westgate. I don't know any more about him. I didn't like want to delve. He's the cousin down into that. He's but... the cousin of the Night King of Westeros. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um. But yeah, it mentions that. There was another god, apparently, that came after Demogorgon that the Rays started worshipping, known as Exil... Elxindrin? Yeah, that sounds like a name. Exildrin the Great Ray. I wonder why they worship him. Right? I, I don't know. Do you have any insight? I, I, I don't, actually. I probably could have looked him up, but... Eh. Also, can you imagine, um, like... Being just like a regular ass humanoid vampire in this vampiric court of Orlock the Second, and you just like show up to your little vampire party to like I don't know drink some blood, drink the blood of some virgins or something, and <laughs> he just has like a pool in his, in his room, <laughs> and this oh like this like sea flap lab just pokes his head up from the pool and is like, "Hey, what's it has up?" Tiny little fangs. Yeah, he's like, hey, what's up? And, you know, you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, just the usual uh, sleeping during the day, uh, virgin blood, you know? What about you? Slaughtering livestock. Yeah, well, what about you? Oh, same, just in the ocean. Just chilling. Terrorizing some of them sea elves. Oh, yeah, those fucking sea elves. Can't stand them. They're delicious, though. (laughs) So, um, never tried Sun Elf. <laughs> I, I did actually decide. To Always comes out overdone. Decide to look it up uh, very quickly. <laughs> I stole that joke from Sweeney Todd. I'm sorry. Um, so the history with this Exildrin, Exildrin, whatever. <laughs> That's some syllables that weren't there before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, apparently comes from something called the Revelation of the Demon Ray. Which okay. followed the Great Flood. I Wait, guess. Uh, how Wait. did Jesus get here? <laughs> Wait, no, that was 
a Jesus. Uh, well, okay. No, but you that understand was, what I'm referencing. Was, what's this nun? The guy with the... Moses? No. No, the Ark. Oh, Noah. Noah, that Shit. one. Shit. Hey, wow, hello. Guys. My name is Taylor. I was, I was raised Southern Baptist. You can't tell, but so was I. Wow, guys. But well, it's funny that hard. you uh, went that route because this was apparently a century-long religious war mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was fought between the, I guess the plural for them is Ixin, the demon race. All right. And okay. its purpose was deciding which power to venerate because apparently initially, at least in this time, they worshipped Dagon, Panzerial, and Demogorgon. But after the war, um, Exildren had firmly established its presence as the patron deity. Huh, that's interesting because I feel like of all of those, like... Dagon. Well, no, like, I feel like I don't know this uh, Alexandrian person from Jack. Well, I guess they're not a person, they're a ray, but whatever. Like, whereas I feel like, I feel like you would probably, like, I feel like Demogorgon's probably significantly more powerful. Well, see... Is Demogorgon more powerful, but also is he too busy to take to like do shit for them? That is true. That is true because that was that a was a lot of uh, creatures worship yeah. Demogorgon. So that's true. He's got to give his he's got to <clears throat> give his time and cleric powers to a lot of different people. So also that's a good point. Uh, just live ish during the recording, I just found out where the first grade of vampires came from. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. two of them were transformed. By an avatar of Exildren into greater vampires. Okay, okay. so close. Not Demogorgon, yeah. but close. Very close. I, I figured it out. So I, hey, you, you learned I, new things. I did it. But uh, Vikanek is actually a rogue vampire ray because they turned back to worshipping Demogorgon. Oh. oh. So that's apparently how he wound up on the... Upside down? Vampire court. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, from 3rd edition, uh, they're in Monster Manual 2, and this is where they appear now as having the aberration type instead of just, like, being a They worship demons. Right. The sea creature that worships demons. Um, So, I don't quite get this, like, initially. And it says, this mentions uh, that they treat their homes like they do their enemies. Oh, shit. So what? Initially, oh. I was like, I don't even understand what the fuck this means. I think I understand what that means, but that's fucking brutal. And basically, what it means is they will strip clean all of the plant and animal life of their home, and then they just kind of move on to a new reef. Ah, oh, So okay. they pretty much just destroy their home like they do their enemies. Okay, I see. Yeah. All right, okay. And uh, here might be the question to your answer earlier. Okay. Anything that can survive underwater can be found within their reef mazes as slaves. This includes Nixies, gargoyles, and even humans or elves that are wearing magic items that allow them to breathe underwater. Ah, so they're not picky. They're not picky. As long as they can survive underwater... Like, if you're an adventuring group and you have, like, the magic ring or something that makes you breathe underwater and they capture you, you're just going to be a slave. Well, okay, what what purpose do they have for keeping slaves if they just, 
go around and essentially destroy an entire environment and then move on. Oh, well, that's why, because they use the slaves to do all the digging and everything um, of the reef. Oh, okay, because my thought was, yeah. like, if they don't have them, like, for labor to, like, say, create structures, or if they don't use them in the capacity of, like, say, like, a slave army or something, if you will, then, like, what do they have them for except to, like, torture probably they probably yeah. also do that they probably also do that probably. but they use them for all the heavy lifting and creating the mazes and everything in the reef oh, okay i see um so this is the first time that it mentions uh what's in their mouth mm-hmm. uh-huh okay okay um yeah, their mouths are filled with these uh triangular razor sharp teeth apparently okay that all right yeah. all right the yeah. phrasing w- was a little concerning but yeah yeah i kind of meant for it to be what that mouth do though? <laughs> it it destroyed. It got teeth. It chomp. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so under like the treasure section of their entry, it states, quote, no coins, no goods, double items, wearable items only. <laughs> Alright. That, yep, that's exactly just like on my Animal Crossing <laughs> request log. Perfect it makes perfect sense. Yep. <laughs> if you come to my island. That's what it says. I mean, it kind of does make sense for them because they only care about items that they can wear because if they're magical, they keep them. And if not, they just trade them off. Right. I mean, fair. So they just don't care about coins or any other goods, apparently. Um, They are back to being clerics, but now it just says that they generally serve any chaotic deity rather than just Demogorgon, which I'm going to assume is following that whole century-long religious war thing. So you could potentially find different communities that venerate different chaotic deities. Right. Okay, cool. It said chaotic, though? Yeah, any chaotic deity. Interesting. They are chaotic evil, so... Well, I'm just saying... Well, well, also, I I can't speak for this, because I didn't do the research on this, and I am not looking at the stab block for there. But I would bet money. I would bet all the money that I would find on a demon ray body which is none that it probably says usually chaotic evil <laughs> because that tends to be how third edition does things usually because evil. basically what i'm imagining is them is a community of them that venerate like a chaotic good deity because i want them to be nice sea flat flaps <laughs> i mean yeah i want huh. them to be friendly sea flat flaps that's a fair point because it just says chaotic yeah they could worship Cor- actually- they could they could worship Corellin for all we know. That's a fair point. It actually does not specify chaotic evil. It just says any chaotic. So, so ideas for your D&D ideas campaign. for your nice, <laughs> nice sea flat flaps. Yeah. So jumping to fourth edition. Oh boy. Yeah. Here's the fun part. Oh um, boy. So they they don't actually appear in any of the monster manuals, but instead they appear in the demonomicon. Okay. You know okay. what? Fair enough. The demonomicon fucks. Wait. But. Yeah. So, first of all, they oh, are... Oh, wait. They're... Uh, oh. They are now back to being faithful servants of Demogorgon. Okay. All right. Fair. And now have a hunger for mortal flesh that is never satisfied. Same. Note, uh, it says mortal flesh because now they are apparently demons. All right. Not aberrations or, or sea creatures. They have that just demons. been turned to demons. All right. I don't understand you know, why, but there's there's three whole 4th edition monster manuals and they have nothing in them. <laughs> because it feels like we keep Okay, I mean to be fair, you could pull probably a, a bunch of instances where 
we do talk about things that are in the fourth edition monster, monster manuals, manuals, but it feels like a lot. A lot of the time, we're like, they're yeah. not in core fourth edition; they're in this supplement or this whatever. You're not yeah. wrong. So there's three of those fucking books, and as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing in them. Yeah. And uh, here's a direct quote from uh, what it says under their lore section. There is no lore. Is it? Is, is it? Edition. Is this? Is this quote the entire lore section? Yes. Oh, I this was... This is their entire lore section. <laughs> I was exaggerating. Legend has it that Demogorgon created the Manta Rays when he was a primordial. The Rays' loyal descendants followed him into the Abyss and were corrupted and became the fiendish Rays called the... How are you pronounce that again? Exit-chittle. that literally... Exile. That is it. That is all the lore we get. All right, guys. Great episode. Thanks. So, Thanks so much um, for watching. Their vampire variant is gone in fourth edition. No. Um, Why would you take like one of the cool things about them? And uh, instead, they have the demon rays and the priest. Okay. Um. I mean, okay. I don't. All right. Okay. I mean, the demon rays stat blocks didn't really have any. Interesting changes or anything to it, so I just kind of skipped over it. Okay. Um, the priests, however, have an aura, because, you know, 4th edition loves their auras. Oh, yeah. Called Demogorgon's Blessing, okay. which gives allies within range a plus five bonus to damage rolls. Okay, that sounds pretty dangerous, but... It, it sounds cool. Right? And, uh, oh, right, so did I say that the vampire variant was gone? Yes. I'm yes. sorry. Uh, what I really meant was, it's apparently just crammed in there with the fucking priest variant. Okay. Uh, what? Because the priests have a vampiric fangs ability that does no damage, but if it hits the target, they lose a healing surge and are weakened until the end of its next turn. Okay. There is no regeneration. No, nothing else. no healing. Else. It's just... They sap the healing surge and they're weakened. I'm retiring. <laughs> That's it. Okay, you know, I honestly, I wouldn't even take Umbridge with it's like they took the vampire variant and maybe changed it around. And they, so they would refer to the variant as priests and it may, might be like, this is the role they fill in their society. Right. But no, of course they didn't do that. No. No, they just crammed it in there. They're like, oh shit, we forgot about the vampire variant. Oh, we just should add it to the priest. Hey, you know what? That's more than they do for some things That's in fair. fourth edition because they're like, oh shit, we forgot like one of the really cool things about these guys. Let's put a little something about it in there as opposed to a lot of other ones where they just are like, they're just like to no. suck. They're just like, whatever. This is just a basic fucking boring ass monster now yeah. anyway. But that's, that's, that's it that comes out of fourth edition forum. Okay, fair enough. And on, unfortunately, kind of in the same vein as 4th edition, they're not in the, like, core monster manual for 5th edition, but instead they are in the adventure Out of the Abyss. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, all right, you know. I don't know why uh, they mean, leave them out of the monster manual, but, I mean, if they're using them just for a specific uh, adventure, I guess. The 5th edition is, like, we have to remember, 5th edition is still expanding its yeah. repertoire. So yeah. it could be updated later to where they're in, like, Monster Manual 2 or something. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I mean, they're, they, in any way, I'm not, I can't get into it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get into it right now. Um, there are cool things that aren't necessarily just in the Monster Manual, and I feel like there are certain things that are maybe on a. I feel like on a certain on a certain level where it's not like egregiously offensive for them to not be in the monster manual. I mean, okay, the it, first monster manual, it, if that makes sense. Yeah, the thing that it 
I think we have to remember is that like and also the fifth edition, like you said, is still I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, you're you're fine. Um the thing I feel like that we have to remember with the monster manuals is that the more information we add, the more they have to kind of decide what goes into the the core. Yeah. That's true. And they only have the one monster manual for fifth edition. So again, maybe they'll add it later. Yeah. Who knows? But for now, they're just currently in out of the abyss. Um, they are back to being just aberrations and fifth Good. edition. In my opinion. Um, they stay chaotic evil. Cool. Good. Um, the one of the big differences is like before they were all considered to be roughly the same size. Whereas now, like just a normal demon ray are considered to be small. Oh. That have four D six plus four hit points. Hmm. Um, the small ones, normal ones, whatever you want to call them, have a, uh, bite, uh, action. Uh, their attack is just a bite. Gotcha. And as a reaction, they have something called the barbed tail. Which okay. is the first time this has been in anything having to do with their tail. Other than... I like that. Other, yeah, other than <clears throat> where it was like a conduit for their... Um, they're like telepathy. Yeah, they're touch telepathy. Yeah. And this is basically that when a creature provokes an attack of opportunity, the demon ray can use its barbed tail as an attack instead of its bite. The barbed tail just does a bit more damage than its bite, but huh. it kind of makes I sense given that's... that it's a manta ray, basically. So you might say that its barb hurts more than its bite. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. <laughs> Boo. No, no, you boo. boo me all you want. I'm right. I have to boo you. Yeah, Travis, sure. I bet you really didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> okay. Fair this, is enough. Your, this is your life. Just... This is my life. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've been holding myself back from making a whole ton of stupid ocean puns this entire episode. So grant me this. Fair. So they do have the vampire variant back in now. Yay! And the vampires are the ones that are considered to be medium aberrations with 8d8 plus 8 hit points. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. And they have the regeneration ability back. Nice. Good, good vampire shit. To where they gain 10 hit points at the start of their turn. It also states... That they only die if they start their turn with zero HP. Oh. oh. So I guess, like, technically, if you were to kill one and then, like, leave and something comes along and, like, at least heals it just enough, they'll just come back to life. Now, I would imagine, <clears throat> I'm not a DM, I would say that that's within, like, maybe... Like, I mean, because if you go by rounds, then that would be mean that someone would have to come in within six seconds. Right. But if you... It's a rare occasion for sure. Yeah. If you... Well, see, I, the way I interpreted that is that you have to, like, overkill it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So, that essentially, they have 8d8 plus 18 hit points. Like, you have to get it to at least negative 10. Probably. But it also... I don't know if it could still regenerate itself hypothetically while it's unconscious, but... To me, it stands to reason that it could. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I will say, objectively, not the most complicated vampire to kill. No. No. no Let's be real with ourselves. There are some real difficult vampires to kill. There are some real difficult vampires. Um, Shrod. Mr. Mr. Zarovich. Dick. (laughs) 
So they do have the uh, vampiric bite as their action, mm-hmm. which in terms of like initial damage, it's just like a normal, what was it, like 1d6 or 1d8, something like that. Yeah. But um, after that, it requires a constitution saving throw, which on a failed save, the creature's maximum HP is reduced by an amount equal Ooh, to the damage taken. Don't like that. And the demon ray regains HP equal to the amount that they deal. I'm assuming that's temporary. Um, it is temporary up until you take a long rest. Yeah, yeah, that's what I imagine. And obviously, if your maximum HP is reduced to zero, you die. Right. Right. Yeah, because which you is have why no, no health. health. Which is why I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they do have the barbed uh, barbed tail reaction as well. Mm-hmm. So Makes they're sense. able to do that. And they also now have a cleric variant back, but this one is kind of in like one of a, the like smaller boxes that basically is just saying that it's got the normal stats of like a normal or a vampire variant with the added feature of spellcasting. Okay. Hmm. So they don't have their own stat block for the cleric variant. It's just their stat block is Here's that a normal one plus spells. cleric spellcasting. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But, um, yeah, that is all I got for your, uh, Exitsa-Chittles. You know, I, that sounded right. Exitsa-Chittle. Let's go with that. Yeah, I hope, uh, everyone enjoyed this episode of these weird vampire... Flap-flaps. See flap-flaps. See um, vampire boys. Again, thank you, Tyler Gordon, for suggesting the episode. While the name is hard as shit to pronounce, it is a... Fun subject to research, so... Yeah, I was intrigued I by it. them when I saw them pop up in the Sahuagin episode. But it was literally just like, this oh my god, there's a vampire manta rays? Oh god, I gotta keep going or else I'm gonna fall down a rabbit <laughs> fall hole. Fall down the rabbit hole. It happens. Sometimes it do be that way. It really do. Um, don't forget, follow us on all of our various social media platforms... Spread the word to your friends. Your friends who like manta rays. Your friends who like vampires. Your friends who like... I hop. I hoop. <laughs> Your friends are like... <laughs> it, uh, this was a suggested episode, as we mentioned. If you have anything to suggest to us or want to request an episode, you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to just change it to the email again. Dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can also tweet us any of your <laughs> episode suggestions. Yeah. That works too. Okay, I'm sorry. I literally have to depart the curtain. We had trouble saying that, which is why we're laughing. And I just, I'm going to just say it because I don't think we're going to get a clean take of it. I'm sorry. Nope. No, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. We need to be done. Yes. So thank you all once again for listening. And uh, we will catch you next week right here on Dungeonpedia. Do you think they ever take that five stack and then put another five stack on top of them? And have a 10 stacker? <laughs> yeah. Or or oh, do we dare to dream a 15 stacker <gasps> of sea pancakes? Oh, I, I love them sea flaps. All right, let's get on our way to IHOP, guys. I hope.